Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Nicholas Kuzmich. Uh, he's best known as uh, the world's leading Facebook advertising strategist and for delivering the highest return on investment in the industry. Uh, so uh, at, at its peak upwards of 30,000%, um, which is just- That was gorgeous. a good week. Yeah, that was a good week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he, he works uh, with A-list clients uh, and thought leaders, New York Times bestselling authors, Inc., 500 companies um, creating advertising campaigns that truly converts. Uh, he's, off, he's also the author of a book called Give, uh, The Ultimate Guide to Using Facebook Advertising to Generate More Leads, More Clients, and Massive ROI. Uh, I've known uh, him personally for years now, and the dude's a genius when it comes to a lot of things, uh, and especially when it comes to ads. Uh, and so uh, if you're if you're watching on the YouTube uh, channel, you see a copy of his book in the background, ah, Give, yes. <laughs> uh, that red cover. Uh, and um, we're going to really dive into a lot of ad stuff. So Facebook ads, ads for authors. This is just questions that we get asked all the time. So I'm excited to unpack that, unpack using the book to grow your business. Buckle up. Uh, it's going to be a fun episode. So uh, Nicholas, great to have you here, man. Hey Chandler, man, I am uh, so glad to to share this time with you. So good to see you the other day, and now reconnect and talk about all this. So I'm excited for this conversation. Yes, sir. So why a book to begin with? Um, why did you decide to write the book, and how did you how does it how did you see it fitting into kind of your business and your priorities? Yeah. So you know, I, I I wish I could say like I had this intelligent insight and I sat down and the book was part of a much bigger plan and this is where it's going to do what it needs to do, et cetera, et cetera. The reality is like I think all of us as entrepreneurs realize that we just need to have a book. Um, some people don't know why just yet, and obviously you help them with understanding the why and the role it plays in the business. But when it started with me, it was almost like this weird peer pressure of like everybody needs to write a book. Everybody needs to run ads. Everybody needs to do a certain, you know, get a good accountant. Everybody needs, like, there's just things as entrepreneurs you need to do. And I have no doubt that if you're entrepreneur, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't have a book, there's a missing gap in your business, period. Now, I don't say that just to like, because Chandler's on the conversation with me. It's because I believe that I've written a book, like it's, it's part of my life. So, you know, other than the accidental desire to say, okay, well, we need to, to write a book. Um, now in the bigger scheme of things, I'm starting to realize the role it plays. I mean, whether it's getting speaking gigs, whether it's generating leads, whether it's providing credibility and authority. I mean, the moment you say you're an author, even if you're not a best-selling author, but the moment you say that you're an author, um, just adds to the credibility. And especially in today's day and age, especially because I market on social platforms, mm. there's just so much bloody noise in the marketplace. Everybody's yeah. a new overnight guru. You know, the person, <laughs> the person yesterday, like I find this in my space and Maybe you do in your space, but like the guy who's an insurance agent three months ago is now an ads, you know, person or whatever. Um, oh, there's gosh, just yeah, yeah. so much noise in the marketplace. 
And the moment you can say, well, I'm an author or I've written a book and here it is, um, mm -hmm. just elevates you, cuts through a lot of the noise and allows opportunities that didn't exist before. So yeah. um, everything from positioning to lead gen, to a calling card, to a business card, to yeah. all sorts of things, it's, it's playing a great significant role in all that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The root word of authority is author, right? You can't spell yeah, the word like authority that. without the word author, um, right. and which speaks to that credibility thing you were talking about. Tactical, technical question kind of around mm. the topic of your book. I dealt with this, you know, with my first, I totally screwed this up with the first edition of my book. And I was trying to be very intentional about this with the second edition is you're writing about a platform, right? That platform changes. The tendency is to want to just put all these screenshots. Like for me, it was, here's how you upload a book to Amazon. Here's how you do that similar on the Facebook platform. Yeah. How do you on topics like this? I get this question all the time. I'm curious yeah. how you approached it. How do you write a, 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 a tactical book or something that's implementable without it just immediately becoming outdated as the platform changes. Yeah, I, I love that question because I find that true to be about the book and I find it true about like any tutorial videos that we do because like they're like, well, my ads manager doesn't look like that. And that was last week. And it's like, yeah, bloody Facebook. Thanks for making it so difficult. So I think, uh, you know, I, I tried to go in this too, intentionally in two angles. I mean, I'm, I'm very well known as like the Facebook, Instagram advertising guy, which I am. But if you actually hear me talk a lot about marketing in general, I'm very careful not to mention Facebook and Instagram too, too much. Now, of course, that's my, my platform or preference, and I'll ride that wave as long as I can, and people see me as a Facebook, Instagram guy, great. But I am also cognizant of the fact that if tomorrow Facebook goes away, which it won't, but let's just pretend it did, that almost makes my business disappear if I was platform dependent. So part of it is just recognizing that platforms change mechanisms within platforms change all the time. So when we wrote the book, it was important for me to say, okay, I know we're gonna be talking a little bit about Facebook and Instagram as a channel, um, but let's err on the side of speaking more about the strategy itself than the actual tactic. And I'm, I'm a strong believer that tactics are important and they're good and we all need them, but tactics change on a weekly basis. Um, what doesn't change is strategy. And so as long as I double down on the strategy, I believe strategy builds businesses, tactics make sales. When you can combine the two together, you're in a good place. Just realize that tactics always change. True core fundamental strategy, I believe doesn't. I think that's true about writing books. There's certain things that are just true from the beginning that you need to know. What might change is how you upload it to, to Amazon, which I think used to be called KDP, is now called something else. Like even that, it changes. But the strategy on what to think about when you're writing a book, what to include in the book, how to get it for lead gen, um, you know, those types of things don't change. So I'm, I'm just mm. trying to always stay cognizant of focus more on the strategy, less on the tactics and just mm. hope for the best when you kind of roll it out that way. Yeah, that's great. Strategies build businesses, tactics make sales. Love that quote. And I think that's a great takeaway for anyone writing about a technical subject is how right. can you lean into the strategies more than the tactics so that the book is timeless. That's awesome. So I was thinking back and prep for this interview and we're friends on Facebook and we've got a lot of mutual friends and all that stuff. I'm like, I feel like I remember him doing like all this creative stuff around the launch of the book, but I can't remember what it is. Right. Um, and so I, I, but I just remember, I'm like, oh, that was smart. That was smart. Like there were some interesting creative things that you did as part of the launch. Yeah. What were some of those and work, what works best, what worked best? Yeah, no, I love that. And, and, you know, so when we were launching the book, admittingly, um, 
I didn't approach it the best way. I thought, you know, this is my ego kicking in. It's just like, hey, you just write a book and you get it out there and all of a sudden it sells. Friends, if you build it, they will not come. Like, it's not that simple. There is, you need to talk to Chandler and get the right processes in place to make sure the book gets in the right hands of people. And I remember, um, you know, having a conversation with our mutual friend, Hal Alrod, for example, you know, who sold a gazillion copies of his Miracle Morning and now it's Miracle Morning for your mama and your dad and your dog and your whatever. Um, built an empire around that. And I said, well, you know, what did you do? And he's like, I went on 365 podcasts in a year. I'm like, Jesus, that sounds like a lot, but let's go try it. And uh, so I tried to book podcasts and very quickly did I realize that not every podcast is equal, right? There's some that actually pull some weight and others that don't. And by, by the way, I didn't know that many podcast people and it was like a treacherous experience. Uh, I thought, well, I have friends in the industry, maybe they can promote and some did and some didn't as it goes. Um, but what I, in the, in the, in the final hour, I was like, what can we do to kind of be creative about making this work? Um, now, you know, we self-published, we went through the Amazon platform, which gives you some benefits, but some not in the sense where it's like, sure, I could buy a hundred thousand copies of my own and then try to resell it and do some things. But at the end of the day, I figured word of mouth, we all know this to be true. Word of mouth is kind of the best form of advertising. And so if I could leverage that in a certain way and I could attach it to a cause at the same time, um, the problem that I realized after the fact Chandler was when you write a book called give, uh, it's really hard to sell it because they expect you to give it away. So I had this like, <laughs> so I'm like, damn it, should have retitled it something else. Um, Cause they're like, oh, it's a free book. It's a good book called give. Why don't you give it to me? Um, yeah, no, <laughs> we got to charge you for it. Um, but two things I, I found was a, and this was years ago. So it may not be different. It may, it may or may not work now, but one, I attach it to a cost. And so during the launch period, our goal was to get on the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. During the launch period, we attached to say 100% of the proceeds will go towards a charitable cause. And in this case, what we chose was Charity Water. It was one of the few uh, the few um, charities at the time where 100% of the donations actually went to the field and did good work rather than 80% going to admin and whatnot. So we said, hey, our goal is 100% of the proceeds go to Charity Water. Uh, and not just any cause, like we actually connected it to a location and a well being built and a whole bunch of things and said, hey, if we can sell this many copies, we can build a couple of wells in these locations. And I think just that connection, we know that true to be Tom Shoes, we know that with 10 Trees, we know that with all these companies, when you can go like that triple bottom line kind of process, people like to know that they're participating in something that's bigger. So I think that drove a lot of things. Um, the second thing I did though, that I thought was a little bit interesting was kind of this virality word of mouth kind of situation. So what we did essentially was we set up a landing page and said, hey, if you buy this book, great, go buy the book. You can buy it from Amazon, buy it from anywhere. But on the thank you page, after the thing was purchased, we said, we had a little contest, if you will, a viral contest. And essentially everyone automatically who bought a book was assigned a special link. And once they had that link, we could track all the shares that they did. And so we had this contest where we say, hey, if you sold X number of books, you get a private half-day consultation with me valued at 25 grand. If you sold X copies of the book, you got a copy of all the programs I've ever created in courses, which was valued at 10 grand. If you sold this many, you get this. If you sold this, you got an autograph copy, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that's what really helped because it drove people to say, again, the initial group of people who are buying my books were obviously people who knew me. Um, these weren't cold people who just had no idea who Nick was. I think if that was my original intent, maybe this viral kind of challenge contest wouldn't have worked. But 
because there were people who knew me and there was value in booking a half day or getting these courses or getting these programs or getting a signed copy or whatever it was, um, that allowed for people to get really excited. And so we had some people move like 500 books. We had some people move 20 books. We had some, oh, wow. but the, the benefit of that was it kind of went viral. And again, I didn't quite understood or understand, or at least I was told that if I was going for a, a, a the Wall Street Journal bestseller list, that I couldn't encourage bulk buys. I couldn't just be like, hey, Chandler, buy 5,000 copies for me and I'll hook you up, brother. It'll all be good. Because Wall Street Journal will see that as one transaction, unless you were to transact you know, 5,000 mm -hmm. times or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I had to be creative with like, how can we move volume? And how can we mm -hmm. do it in such a way where one person couldn't just slap a big check and do a bulk buy? So again, I think the connection to a cause, because the title is Give, um, and uh, that like viral competition contest that we had on the back end of it um, really helped to move that first few thousand books and kind of get things out of the water that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great tips. Did you do anything, uh, talk about influencer boxes um, and kind of shipping influencers copies. Did you do anything about that? Or I feel like, I mean, I guess it's been years back since yeah. you launched the book, but I feel like I just remember seeing people post it like crazy. Um, yeah, was that well, part of some sort of influencer campaign? Was that coincidence? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I did send, we sent books to all my friends, like anyone who who had a bit of following. It, it's, it feels like it's so long ago that like the term influencer didn't exist back then. I feel like it did. I don't know if it did, but I, I almost feel like it did. But I realized, hey, like, term. yeah, people like us have, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have great friends and people in the industry. Um, and I sent them basically, you know, and this is something that you even teach. I sent them two copies of the book and I'm like, hey, here, keep one, give one away. I think it's really valuable if you mm -hmm. do that. But do me a favor and- um, you know, just post that you have a copy. So wherever you are. And I also encouraged our buyers in the competition to do the same. So what we started to get, and I have all these screenshots, it's great. It's like, hey, I'm in Bali on the beach and it's the book give with like a, a Bali beer can beside it. Or like, hey, I'm climbing, I'm climbing uh, Machu Picchu and here I am with my book give. And like, oh, my daughter who's, you know, four years old wants to start business and I gave it to her. She didn't read it, but she's holding the book give. And so a combination of like influencers taking pictures of wherever they were with it, as well as people who are starting to receive copies of the book were taking pictures. I mean, it just kind of went everywhere. Um, another element that we did is like anytime I spoke at an event, we gave a copy to everyone who was at the event. And then I made sure that when I was speaking, I said, everybody hold up your book, give. And the photographer took a picture of like 100 or 500 or 1,000 people holding the book, give. And so it just created a little bit of buzz there. Um, there was also certain campaigns like at that time, I don't know if you remember this, but Starbucks had released their unicorn frappuccino. It was like a pink, purple, and yellow frappuccino. And they were selling it for like $8 or something crazy. And so I told all these people like, go to Starbucks, order the frappuccino and hold the frappuccino with a copy of the book beside it. And then put in the meme or the caption, um, $8 for a cappuccino or like $7 for the book give, which one will change your life or something like that. And so like, we're just trying to flow on the trends of the day and everyone knew these frappuccinos existed and so we had all these pictures of fraps and the book beside it that kind of helped push things forward but little small things like that kind of all attributed and helped a little bit i love it man i love it this is like taking your experience as an advertiser and figuring out attention grabbing hooks and sure. attention gra grabbing images and then leveraging that as a social campaign Right. Um, almost, which I think is really smart. So let's maybe segue into that ads piece a bit. So 
I guess I'll start kind of on the note of what we talked about at the beginning of this interview is strategies mm. versus tactics. Sure. So I think we have a lot of authors that ask about ads and you've kind of got a few core platforms that our authors are having success on. There's Amazon right. ads, there's BookBub ads, some on TikTok, some are, are, are trying Facebook, some are successful, but I mean, sure. with a low Most margin, are, yeah. low price pro uh, product, it's just really difficult, right? Your cost to acquire customers got to be so low right. um, to be able to profitably spend. So yes. if you zoom out and say strategies, not tactics, yes. what are two or three universal strategies that if an author runs ads that they can use to approach running their ads more profitably. I, I love that. And I think there's a couple things to consider. So remember, whether it's running ads or whatever you're doing, the object of our goal, the end goal is to get as many of these copies into as many ideal clients as possible. Because obviously most of us are using a book, I hope, at least in the nonfiction world of business building, most of us are using a book as a calling card or as a legion or as a way to get someone into our business. If books are your only form of revenue, I'm not the guy to talk to because I haven't made a gazillion dollars with my book as a standalone making whatever 30% or 70% or whatever Amazon pays per copy of the book. Um, so I think the fundamental strategy to start is how do I get the, the right prospects to be able to see this in such a way that it happens? The other fundamental premise I think we need to understand is don't see ads for a book as a means to generate revenue or profit. See ads to a book and see the book as almost a lead magnet, if anything. Because again, if the book, let's say you're selling a, a softback copy of the book for $17 on Amazon, A, if you're driving a Facebook or an Instagram ad, and that's my world. So I don't know Google, I don't know YouTube, I don't know Amazon ads. Um, but if Facebook and Instagram, if your goal is to send a cold person to see a copy of your book in an ad and then go over to Amazon to buy it or wherever it be for that matter, there's two faults to that. One, you can't really track the sale on Amazon if it came from the, the, the ad in IG or, or Facebook. So that's a downfall. And the most fundamental premise of ads is you got to know the economics. You've got to track your return on ad spend. So that's a problem. And secondly, if you're selling a $17 book, the likelihood of the reality of today on social ads, that is, is you will not get a customer for less than $17. Very highly unlikely for a cold audience. So that puts you in a little bit of a predicament. Like, do you spend $50 to get a $17 client? If your economics are smart and you know the value of that book and you know that book that lends up, you know, turning into a lead and that lead ends up turning into a prospect and you know the LTV of that entire customer journey, then sure, spend $50 to make a $17 sale. I don't think that's bad economics if you know your numbers. If you don't know your economics, you know, you're going the whole real fast. So the fundamental strategy, I would say, at least if you're considering Facebook, Instagram, maybe even TikTok as a channel to run ads, to build business, see or view your book as either A, a lead generator or B, a tripwire, but do not see it as a profit generator, right? So if, if you could, let's say, have a PDF version of your book, and this is something we've done for a lot of people, for example, let's say you had a PDF version of the book that you owned and you controlled and you offered that as a lead magnet. You say, well, why would I do that if I want to sell physical copies? Trust me, people who buy PDFs don't read PDFs. They actually want a physical or a Kindle copy of that. So you offer it as a lead magnet. You say, hey, I've got this great book. Here's what it covers. It's going to be amazing. Yada, yada, yada. People go ahead and download it for free. And then right on the thank you page, 
what I would do right out of the gate is say, hey, by the way, uh, I know you have the PDF version, but it doesn't really work on Kindle. And you know, that's how you read it. And you probably want a physical copy of the book. So here's a book bundle for the digital version, sorry, the physical version, the Kindle version, and maybe an audio version for a combination of 27 bucks or 35 bucks or whatever. Go ahead and get it here. You know, and then you've created a bundle sale, which obviously adds to your sales, which is nice. And then if they buy that, then on the thank you page of that, you say, hey, congratulations on buying self-publishing, uh, the book on self-publishing. I think you'll find it great. It's amazing. It'll ship to you real shortly. But hey, I bet you're a bit like me and you rather the fast track to success than the slow track to success. The slow track is waiting for the books to come, spending four months to read the book and then implementing it. Or I can assume if you downloaded this book, you're really interested in authoring your own book and using it as a calling card to grow your business. Well, if that's the case, I found the best way that we usually can help you. It's not some cookie cutter course or something that we can send you to read along the way, but it's actually to hop on a call for us to diagnose your current situation, discuss how we might be able to help you do that, build out a plan of action. And hey, if we feel like we can help you, we'll bring that up on the call too. How does that sound? Great, free, no obligation, no risk, get on the call. Now you have a prospect who's hopped on the phone with you that you can now sell into your higher ticket service. Because keep in mind, if they downloaded the PDF version of the book and they bought in a bundle of the audio, digital, and uh, physical version of the book, they are hot damn interested in the topic matter. And if your business is actually selling a service or a program or a course or whatever that's related to that book, then that's the perfect opportunity to give him what I call a GFO in my world, a godfather offer, an opportunity to say yes to the next step by encouraging them to say, hey, the best way to do this is, again, hop on the phone or whatever that be. So mm, fundamentally, like see your book as a lead generator to bring your qualified prospect into your world. But then don't worry about how much money you make on the book because you ain't going to make much money on the book. But now use that as an indicator, a signal of someone raising their hand and saying, hey, I'm interested in your offer. And then you best be sure that that's a great opportunity to present that offer to them to take the next step with you. Mm, that's really great, man. I love that. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And I love the hook on the thank you page. Well, so I guess backing up, view yeah. your book. What's the end goal? Um, and defining that. And then, right. you know, knowing, and then backing up to, okay, is this, are you going to use it to generate leads or is it tripwire? And then I love the frame on the, using it to book a call. Um, I use a similar frame. And one, one of the lines that I'd love to talk about is like, hey, the one thing that this book can't do for you is talk to you learn about your goals and create a custom plan. So yes, right. It's like a similar similar thing, but I love the fast track and slow track um, uh, uh, kind of analogy or, or, or framework on that thank you page. That's really awesome. Um, have you done much stuff with uh, free plus shipping funnels and any pros, cons, lessons learned there? Yeah, we have. And, and uh, maybe you could speak a little better to this. What we have found is 
Um, you know, because back in the day, and this goes back years ago too, everybody was free plus shipping, right? Russell Brunson talking about free plus shipping, Frank Kern talking about free plus shipping, all these big gurus were talking about free plus shipping. And so what happened was the common folk who just wrote their first book was like, well, I'm going to do a free plus shipping model. Um, the problem that I found generally is that if a prospect doesn't know you at all, to try to make a free plus shipping funnel work is a little bit difficult. Now, again, if you just see it as a tripwire and I say, hey, for $6.95, we'll send you a book and you put them through a similar funnel that we just talked about, where you can upsell them to uh, different versions of the book or whatever, and then you could book a call with it. I'm all for it. But what we found is generally people are falling flat and they're like, well, how come I'm not selling thousands and thousands of free plus shipping? Um, and the answer was because you don't have a million followers like Brunson does or Brendan Burchard does or Kern does or whoever does. Um, so we found that it worked great for like internal launches when you had following to warm traffic yeah. or to even what we'd call like uh, endorsed traffic. So JV partners or affiliates, if mm -hmm. they promoted for you a free plus shipping, crushed. But if it's yeah. you going directly after cold traffic, it was just a harder, harder uphill battle, which is why then I created the whole give a PDF version of your book as a lead magnet because everyone smart. wants that for free. Yeah, and then you kind of kick in the free plus shipping idea behind that. Again, specifically for cold traffic. If you got mm, warm or affiliate or endorsed traffic, totally different world. You do the free plus shipping, it'll crush. Yeah, that's really smart. I like that a lot. A couple of things that we've done that's worked well is um, doing a free book as part of webinar registration to uh, yeah, get that's cheaper. Great. And, and, but it's part of the registration, but then it's stuck to showing up and staying to the end. So you use it to boost your, boost your registrants, reduce your cost per registrant, but then also to boost your show up rate and your stick rate. Right. But then mm. on, on the free plus shipping, which I've got to, um, for, for people who don't know what this is, I've got, I talk about this in the new book. It's, um, I want to say it's page 181. On I'd be, I'd be super stuff. impressed if you knew the page number. <laughs> I, did, oh, I was looking. <laughs> no, I no. But I mean, it. if you just knew, right. Oh, it's page one. That, that's awesome. <laughs> I, I reference this, this sucker a lot. Oh, there it is. It's page 186. Um, so, but when it, I think, cause I think you're right. Cold traffic, it's tough for to make the numbers work. Right. Because what you just alluded to is, you know, kind of the basic math, which you used to, I'll back up and, and, and define the term, which for those, for those who don't know, LTV is lifetime value. Right. And that's the simple equation is, is your lifetime value greater than your cost to acquire a customer plus your cost of goods sold. And if you can make that magic work with your free plus shipping funnel, then, then it'll work. Right. Um, but what we've seen, which just perfectly aligns with what you're saying, is tougher on cold because your cost of our customers, sure, of so course, high, right? That's the, right. that's the dynamic uh, thing in that equation. But really good on retargeting. Yeah. And so if right. you have an audience or content engine, like we get a bunch of organic traffic to all of our sites. Um, there was one ad that we did, which I'm thinking talking right now. I'm like, man, I need to go record that ad, uh, re-record it because we've got mm. the new version of the book. But it's so it's so stupid, but. I'm hanging a tree uh, and I've got a copy of the book. I'm like, hold up. You're leaving me hanging. You came by our site. Like you didn't get my book. What's going on? Like you need to click the link. I'm going to send it to you for free. Like that type of thing. Yes. And those, I mean, retargeting, it's one of our most profitable yeah. funnels is that free plus shipping, but cold traffic, a lot tougher. Yeah, I think that's what people just have to realize is, is the context of the traffic. Uh, yes. A book is a, easy sale to someone who just is aware of you 
Because they're like, oh, I was where? I saw Chandler's video. I saw his ad. I went on his website. Cool. Obviously, the next step is, hey, rather than paying for the book, if you do a free plus shipping, like, oh, I'm in. But someone who has no idea who you are, um, it's a little bit trickier, again, because of the acquisition cost, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that would be another thing. It's like most people, hopefully, again, the book is not the end all be all. You, yeah. You've created a course or you have a service or you have something on the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. So you just just see and think about how the book is the means to that end versus the end in and of itself. Um, Speaking of ads and kind of affiliates, another thing we did, we do this across the board for whatever the offer is, but it works fairly well with with books as well, whether it's free plus shipping or go buy the book or the PDF funnel we talked about, whatever it be. Um, But it's this idea of, of, of white labeling. So the idea is if you have great JV partners, affiliate, strategic partners, whatever you want to call them, I mean, it's one thing, uh, like I could go, hey, Chandler, I just wrote this book. Hey, man, can you just go post about it and email about it and, and do all this stuff? And Chandler may or may not say yes, right? Because there's schedules to adhere to. There's promotional stuff that they got to think about. And like, ah, even if I give you swipe files and all that, it's like, ah, it's, it's tedious to get that all into the works. But what we do with ads oftentimes, it's a little bit of an easier yes, is... Um, if we say, hey, Chandler, here's, here's the deal. I'm trying to sell this book. I know we're friends. Um, I'll create an affiliate link for you for everybody who buys on the back end of the book. Uh, we'll pay you 100%. I'm going to run ads on my dollar to your affiliate link. So you don't even have to pay for anything. I'm going to run ads on my dollar to your affiliate link, and I'm going to run them to your audience because obviously there's congruence there. So you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pick up a pen. You don't have to send an email. You don't have to write a Facebook post. You don't have to do anything. Let me run the ads on my dollar to your affiliate link to your people. The only slight hinge in why we call it a, 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 white, la- a white label or a white listing thing is we'd run it from your fan page to your audience or to your email list or to your whatever. So instead of being like, hey, it's Nick here. I, hey, I know Chandler. He's a friend of mine. Come by the thing. It'd almost be like, hey, Chandler here, just want you to know, we just talked to Nick. He's got this great book about running Facebook ads, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, I, I really think you check it out. Here's what it's doing. It's all great. Go, you know, that sort of thing. And in other words, it's, it's, it's written as an endorsement. But what we, have, what we have found is that when it comes from the influencer mm-hmm. to the influenced or to their own audience, the impact of the conversion rate is much higher than if I were to just target Chandler's audience and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. So the but but the key point in all of this is oftentimes when we ask an affiliate or a strategic partner or JV partner to do the work for us, they're like, even if we're like, hey, I've got all the swipe files and I've got everything, they're still like, well, we've got our own promotional camp bubble. It's it's just a lot of work. But if yeah. I could say, hey, man. I'm going to run ads on my dollar. I'm going to use your affiliate link. You just get paid every single week and you just have to approve the ad to make sure you're okay with it. It makes things a lot better. So that's another creative way to be running Mm. ads um, and utilizing the word of mouth of the referral kind of structure to be able to really benefit from that. Yeah, that's smart. Instead of adding something to to their to-do list, you're doing it for them and putting money in their pocket, which... Believe it or not, is way easier to get somebody yeah. to say yes. Yeah, it's a lot easier. I mean, oh, it's not it's not guaranteed, yeah. but if, yeah. if they get paid and you're spending your money to promote the yeah. thing and they're like, Yeah, I'm like, I'm 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 with you on it. I'd love to promote, I just don't have the time, then it's a it's a nice win-win for everybody. That's great. Um, have you ever done any Amazon ads to your books? Never. Other books? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't know the Amazon world at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's something it's something that I would really consider if I I mean it's kind of one of those things where if like you said on the other platforms if you break even 
it's it's actually you're winning positive because your yes. your 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 book is ranking higher, which means it'll get more sales and all that stuff. But then also you're getting leads from the book, which is obviously what you and, care about for your business. Well, to that to that point, Chandler, I also want to say, like, I think it, you know, for those who are ready to mentally approach the world of advertising from that perspective, I think you have to just like. Don't even see the beginning process of this whole thing as a breaking even. Like the true folks mm. who are crushing it are, it goes back to that whole chart you mm. show, right? It's the LTV uh, minus the acquisition plus the cost of goods doing service. Like, what is that number? And if you know that your LTV, so if you generated a hundred mm -hmm. leads this week from your book, and of that, let's call it, let's let's even say five of them became clients. So a five percent conversion rate. Five of them became clients to your $2,000, $5,000, $6,000 thing. Well, then you take that $5,000, you divide that by the number of leads, you know, 100 leads, you do that math and you realize, well, wait a second, the value of a lead here is actually worth a lot more to me. So even mm, if I don't yeah, break yeah. even, even yeah. if I sell a book at a loss, I'm still winning. Like that is where the true advertisers set themselves apart from everybody mm -hmm. else because they're not even looking to break even on the front end. Mm -hmm. um, they're looking to break even, uh, not even break even, they're looking to win on the back end. Yeah. And sometimes that means 30 days out or 60 days out. But those guys who can think in that mindset, now ads becomes truly a powerful tool. Because the reason why I see most people bail on ads at some point is like, well, I'm not breaking even, like within the first three days of it. <laughs> That's a good, I mean, if you can, yeah. all power to you. That is hard yeah. to do, but if you can, yeah. all power to you. Um, but if you could just think a little bit more long-term and understand your economics, I think, you know, advertising can be a real, real, real big win for most people. It's a really great point. Cause I mean, one, that would be like saying, I'm going to give up on marriage. Cause after three days dating this person, I, I, I we haven't sure. gotten married yet. Right. But then also uh, I loved, um, what you said on, um, on break, breaking even is really just free leads. <laughs> like quote unquote but it's and and so yes. then that's you it's, it's like well you would normally pay for those leads um and and what would you pay for those leads 15 bucks 30 bucks 100 bucks okay and that's a crazy higher quality lead because they're right. reading your book listening to your book or at least the type of person that says i'm interested in doing that yes which is very different from hey just give me this some random free, yeah ra you know webinar or whatever else so it's a really great point a um, couple final questions for you. Sure. What What would be your parting piece of advice, kind of knowing what you know now, um, mm. to uh, the Nick from you know years ago, prior to doing this book, and all yeah. of, uh, the other uh, Nicholases out there who are thinking about doing their first book. Uh, so first, I think uh, write the damn book. Like, I, I don't know how many people have just sat on the idea and I sat on the idea for years. I'm like, I know one day I'm going to write a book and I just like dragged my feet forever, forever until the pain was hard enough. Like, let this conversation that Chandler and I have right now be a reminder of how bad the pain is just to go write the damn book. Because um, uh, what's the what's the old saying? The best time to plant a tree was well, like 100 years ago. The yeah. next best time is, is today or whatever. Um, you're You're behind. If you haven't learned the book, you're behind. So start start penning to paper today or typing. Um, no, that's one thing. I think second thing that I realized that I didn't do, um, and, and maybe Chandler, you have different advice from this, but don't necessarily just write the book 
that you want to bring to the world, make sure that the book that you want to bring to the world is going to be helpful to somebody, that there's an audience for it. Um, you know, because I, I remember, and this is not quite related to the book, but it's the YouTube channel. When I started a YouTube channel a couple of years ago, I'm like, I'm just going to create my own content because like, I know what I like to create and it's best. And all the advice I got from the YouTube experts were like, no, 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 no. You got to know what people want and what they're searching for. And you got to do the, the tagging and the SEO. And my ego was like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to write whatever the hell I want uh, or put whatever I want out there and realize that nobody cared. So just realize that you have messages inside you and you have an audience out there. Just make sure those match to a certain degree that you're intentional about that. Uh, thirdly is to be intentional about the actual content. And what I mean by that is like, and Chandler talks about this as well. If you're going to use it as the lead gen piece, be intentional about the content. Think about how you could structure content in such a way where it creates more desire to say, hey, I want to work with you rather than, oh, thank you very much. I have everything. I don't need to work with you anymore. If it's a lead gen piece, being sure, like I didn't do this in mind, which I should have, but like include opportunities in the book for people to reach out to you, put lead magnets in the book, put ways to book schedule calls in the book, make it a, an opportunity to truly be a calling card and a lead gen piece and be intentional about its realization that it is a lead gen piece. And then fourthly, and probably lastly, is don't attempt to do it on your own. Like, I know we're not here necessarily to promote Chandler's stuff, but it's good. He has a process. It has worked for what? How many of that? Like 7,000 authors or something crazy like that now? You got it, um, yeah. 7,000 authors have gone through the process. So what I mean by that is like, I see a lot of authors who are, are soon to be or want to be authors are like, I'm just going to sit down pen to paper. I'm going to Google research this thing. I'm going to go to YouTube university and try to figure this whole thing out. Look, the most valuable asset you have is your time. And when you can encounter someone like Chandler who can collapse time for you and allow that to happen, like just think about being intentional about working with a group or a team who can expedite the process, ensure that the book is done right, the intentions are done done right all the nitty gritty things are done right like just just do that and that's what i tell people in my world like you could try to figure out ads and advertising on your own or you can collapse time and do it right so the last point is you know a write the book and the last point on the end of that is make sure you do it right with the right group who can actually take you through that process and get it out to the world and accomplish the goals that you're trying to accomplish otherwise another four years is going to pass you're not going to write the book or you are it's going to be crappy it's not going to accomplish the things you want you're like well where did my time go so i'm a mm, fan of collapsing time and saving time and getting results and so that would be that'd be the advice that's great i appreciate that man thanks for saying that um where can people go uh to buy a copy of your book uh, to learn more about your ads training and all the stuff that you're up to? Yeah, I think the two easy, well, fortunately or unfortunately, I'm the only Nicholas Kuzmich in the world, believe it or not. Uh, the problem is the name is not easy to spell and remember how to pronounce or whatever. So on any social channel slash Nicholas Kuzmich is where you'll find me. Um, the book is found on Amazon uh, right now. Uh, so if you want a copy of the book, uh, it's obviously available there. Or if anything from this conversation kind of said, well, I'd like to have a discussion with Nick and see if there's ways that he might be able to help me in my business with my ads. Uh, work with Nick, work with NIC.com. Fill out a little form here. We can have a conversation and see where they might be able uh, to, to help you out with some stuff. Cool. Work with Nick.com, NIC, um, or grab a copy of the book. It's called Give. Uh, the ultimate mm -hmm. guide to using Facebook advertising to generate more leads, more clients, and, and massive ROI. Uh, Nick, you're the man. Appreciate hey man, you. It was, it was great fun. Thanks for all the work that you do here, man. I appreciate it. Right back at you. 
Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, and then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, so number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.